Welcome to the Zen of Everything, a Zen take on life, love, laughter, and everything else. With Jundo Cohen, a real Zen master. That's me. And Kirk McElhern, that's me, a guy who knows a bit about Zen. Good morning, Jundo. Spring is here. Yes, and I'd like to speak about those springtime themes, the flowers, the birds, the warm breezes, my endoscopy today. Oh, that doesn't sound very spring-like. Oh, but it is. I had today the three-year check after my cancer operation, which is actually three and a half because we got delayed by the COVID. So the doctor... You know, this is Japan, and uh, they went up the nose this time, which I like. Though even that, I had to do some zazen uh, meditation while I was there because, uh, you know, it goes up your nose. It's a strange feeling. It's just a very thin fiber optic cable, and it goes down and down and down. And the doctor, you know, Japanese doctors are very vocal about this. And he looks and he goes, hmm, uh, what's that? Oh, it's okay. And then he keeps moving on. And a few <laughs> seconds later, he goes, and I say, did you find something? And he goes, mm, no, no, nothing. And he keeps going. And at the end, uh, after about 10 minutes, he pulls it out and he goes, you're okay. And there are no better words in that you can receive that, no, you're okay. You're going to still be here if you don't you know, get hit by a bus on the way home. You'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> and that is the most springtime theme to someone who's had a, a, some health issue. Because it's renewal, and it's a, a new chance, you know. So it is, it is spring. It's lovely. We've been seeing the first sights of spring where I live. Um, my partner got into gardening a few years ago because we have a fairly large garden behind our house. And what happened is she went to an exhibit of daffodils. I think it was at the Royal Horticultural Society. And they had an exhibit of 300 different varieties of daffodils. So she decided, I want to plant 300 different types of daffodils in the garden. Mm. And so over the years, she's bought more and more bulbs, you know, a couple of each, not, you know, a, a, not a dozen of each. And they're starting to come up. And it's been about two weeks that they've started to bloom. And first you get the green shoots that come up that are like a warning that something's going to happen afterwards. And then sometimes you'll wake up in the morning and there's dozens of new flowers that come up with the sun. And mm. it, it is a refreshing feeling to look out on what was just green with lawn and bushes and all that and to all of a sudden see colors. Well, you know, people think that if you're a Zen fellow, you're actually a, an excellent martial artist and a master uh, of tea and yes. a poet. And you know all your flowers, and I'm none of those. Not not one. <laughs> Nothing. So uh, I you can't tell even you play the guitar very well. That's well, you, you you with your shakuhachi. That's what a Zen guy should be doing. I'm doing the electric exactly. guitar, you know, uh, which I try to know. blow in it, and it doesn't help. But <laughs> I couldn't tell you a daffodil from a rhododendron. So what I did this year, we here in Scuba Science City have a what do you call it? 
a, a botanical garden. Yes. And I got an annual pass to the botanical Good. garden because the flowers, the, they have a festival now of the early spring. It says, so, it's so lovely, the Soshu no Hana, the early spring flowers of Japan. And I'm going to go, I've made a promise to myself, I'm to, going to go through the weeks, through the seasons, and observe the changes. And, uh, you know, learn the names of some of the flowers, too. Although, what they do there is they have the names in Latin written in Japanese. It's, so, it's them. <laughs> I still won't know the difference between a daffodil and a rhododendron, to tell you the truth. You should buy a little guidebook um, to photos in English to teach you the names. I will. I'm going to this year uh, spend it at our botanical garden and learn all the flowers. That's a great idea. So I didn't know too many flowers back in the day, but now that I have a partner who gardens, um, she's really big on bulbs. So daffodils, crocuses, and tulips are the biggest ones. And we have roses mm. as well. Everyone has roses in this country. We have wisteria. Uh, my doctor will help you with that wisteria. Yes. Oh, no, that's, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's a flower. Yes, it is. Oh, um, I'm sorry. But, I'm but sorry. living next to a farm has taught me to recognize what certain vegetables look like when they're growing. Ah, yes. Broccoli plants look a bit different from broccoli on the shelves of a store. And my neighbors, the farmers, they grow all different types of brassica. That's the cabbage family. So cabbage and broccoli and cauliflower. Um, they also grow leeks and onions and things like that. So I can walk between the fields and I'll see these, these patches of different plants growing and I'm learning those. The farmers here are about to put the rice in, which I've had a pleasure of uh, participating in because they invite people to help them put the rice and then weed the rice. And then at the end of the season to cut the rice, which is a great way of getting free labor. Uh, yes. I discovered with the first. What they do is they bring all the Japanese from the city, Tokyo, out here to the country and to teach them their roots. So all these city folk come out there with their kids and they all get in the mud and they put the, the rice in and then they come back every few weeks and they weed it and they get it done and they pay the farmer for this cultural experience, <laughs> which is actually the, the, the farmer getting all his work done. For That's free. That's a pretty good racket, yeah. Oh, it is a good racket. But the Japanese, even in the cities, they're cut off from their, their roots, so they have to, to learn this yeah. too. But we have out here, we have uh, uh, cabbage season is now over, and the wheat and the rice uh, are planted. And uh, soon you'll hear the frogs because they flood the, the rice fields. And there are frogs in there all through the winter, under yeah. the, in the earth, just there. And as soon as they put the water in, millions of frogs at incredible decibels can be heard all through this area. And it's a sign that life has come back, which is what spring is, life returning. I'm not sure that millions of frogs at incredible decibels is a good thing. No, it's, it's beautiful. There, and there is a, a, a poem, a haiku about this, which if I was a real Zen guy who knew his tea and his poems, I could quote to you now, but I forget it. We'll, we'll look it up later. But it's something, a, a frog croaking is the... The sound of the Buddha. Hey, I just made one. If 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 that wasn't it, that's pretty good. <laughs> so so the other thing that spring brings us here is birds, and we have a, a number of bird feeders, and I, I've taken it on myself to make sure that my birds always have a variety of food, and it's fascinating because 
we get the little birds, the tits and the robins and the sparrows, and then we get the medium size like blackbirds and we get woodpeckers. Um, one time last year, a small flock of starlings came. There's about ah. 50 of them, and they all went on the ground, and you could see the mother starlings feeding the baby starlings. It was lazy baby starlings. There was bird seed on the ground, and the mothers would just pick it up and put it in the mouths of the baby starlings standing right next to the bird feed on the ground. Um, but we've maintained a number of feeders of different types of food, and there's something about that connection to life that I find really pleasing in many ways. And no, our cats don't actually catch birds. They only catch rodents. Uh, we keep our cat in the house because that, uh, that's important. We have pheasants. Do you, do you have pheasants? We do. We do. We have a small wood near us, and sometimes we get a group of pheasants that come in, the one male and a half a dozen females, and the one male is squawking really loud. People think there are no guns in Japan, but we actually are posted all around here, no gun hunting because of the pheasants. This is, it was a big uh, pheasant hunting area, but I love the pheasants. They, they in the morning their 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 call uh, wakes me up and uh, is is quite beautiful. But we keep the cat in the house. Yeah, no, we don't because the, we we are uh, again next to a farm and it's a big open area, and and actually it's good for the farmers that our cats go and catch the mice, um, of which there is a never ending supply. I mean, they just must have a mouse factory someplace. Now, as a Buddhist, of course, uh, let let's take a moment to remember the mice. Yes. And in fact, you might remember some time ago, I posted on the Tree Leaf Forum asking about this, that on the one hand, my cats were just living a natural life, but I felt bad for the mice. So one of the cats generally brings what she catches into the house. And if it's still alive, we try to catch it and put it back outside. Yes. Well, uh, our cats have, uh, when they did escape over the years, they would bring things to us. We've had snakes and pheasants and mice in the house. And, and uh, it's, it's all very, you know, the, the animals are not Buddhists. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> they have not heard of nonviolence. Um, Although cats do sit zazen. Yes, they do. But we, we, we've spoken about this before, but it, people say... The, to be a, a Buddhist is to return to our natural ways. And I say, no, you don't. If you've owned a cat who's gotten outside in the springtime, you know that we, we don't want to return to our purely natural ways. But Buddhists enjoy the spring because it is a time of renewal. It's a time of cycles, which is the clearest example we have that life comes and it goes and it comes again. And as the seasons change, so our life is the seasons changing. Changing, but there there is something timeless and and ongoing about it, of which we are just just part for a time. You know, the spring renews our, shall we say, faith in this, in the the, the that we are these cycles. These cycles are who we are. One other renewal that's going on right now is COVID vaccinations. And this is the time in countries that are vaccinating when people are starting to get a lot of vaccines. You can see this in the States. Um, I mentioned a few weeks ago, I got my first um, shot. My partner got hers a week ago. And, and it's not, it's just coincidental that this is happening in spring. But the timing is quite interesting because it's bringing new hope to people uh, at the same time as the days get longer and the daffodils bloom, people are getting their vaccination and being able to look forward to a different kind of life. 
Well, we have been in a one-year winter. We've, we've been like those frogs, kind of buried in the ground. Yeah. And now it's time for us to come back out. And, and it feels funny to me. Uh, I haven't had my vaccination yet, and I'm not going to get it for a while. But I can imagine that after you get it, you still have to get used to, get, you know, touching people and giving them a hug and being in the same room with them uh, without uh, giving it an extra thought, you know. Uh, it's uh, we're going to uh, come back from this like the spring follows the winter. It's going to be hard for a while to get back to the way we were, and maybe some ways we shouldn't get back in all ways, but we'll get back and put this behind us and get on with life. That's what spring is about. Has Dogen said anything notable about spring? Did he talk lots, about the seasons? Lots, lots about spring, and he has he has entire. Uh, sections of Shobogenzo de devoted to the plum, to the seasons of spring. Many, many of his poems are in celebration of the spring. Of course, uh, the folks of old enjoyed it as much as we do. And uh, the spring is a time for renewal in Buddhism because it is a sign of impermanence and renewal. This is true. And for Dogen, the spring was not only a time of renewal, it was a time for him to make a very important point about our life. He would say, spring is just spring with no before and after. We think that spring becomes summer and summer becomes fall. That's our usual way of seeing time pass. But he said, stop thinking that way sometimes. When you're in the spring, it's just spring. There is no before and after. You could say spring just has its own before and after, but it's all the spring. The flowers coming to life are the spring, and you are the spring. When it's fall, the same thing. But spring is just spring. Don't think about only the passing time. Think about just this moment. It's a beautiful thought. Well, I found something here from being time, which is one of the more complicated parts of uh, Shobogenzo, Uji in Japanese. Continuous existence is not like the rain blown by the wind east and west. Continuous existence is the entire world acting through itself. Consider this illustration. When it is spring in one area, it is spring everywhere in the surrounding area. Spring covers the entire area. Spring is only spring. It does not presuppose winter or summer. It is the actualization of the wind and the sunshine of spring. Continuous existence is like this, but continuous existence is not spring. Rather, the continuous existence of spring is spring. Beautiful. All things are spring, and spring is springing, and spring is sprung. You could play word games like Dogen uh, liked to with the word spring. Spring springs in your springing step, as the spring is sprung, as the world's spring turns the world. Dogen loved that kind of wordplay, and it, and it shows the vibrancy of the spring. The spring is springing forth, and we are the springing of the spring. Well, you must certainly know the old, famous American saying, spring has sprung, the grass is riz. I wonder where the birdies is. Lovely. Who said that? I don't know. Some random, I, I want to say Yogi Berra, but probably not. I was thinking um, Yogi Berra. Baseball comes in the spring. Hey! Yes, there you go. Baseball comes in the spring. That's a good thing. And so does sumo. Does it? Why? Well, they have a, a big spring tournament. But they don't perform outdoors, do they? Well, they actually do. Because what you would do is, to get your crops to grow, 
you needed to keep the gods happy. To make the gods happy, you needed to give them offerings. One of the offerings you would give them was wrestling matches. So you would set up a sumo ring next to the fields in the, in the Shinto shrine, and the wrestlers would come and do their wrestling to wrestle the spirits into making the crops grow. You see, it's all connected. Now they do it in a stadium. It's not quite the same. You just made that up. No, I didn't. No, I did I, not. I think actually what happened is back in the day, they used to have to sacrifice a sumo wrestler. And instead of sacrificing them and running out of them, they now have actual wrestling matches. So symbolic sacrifices. They still do. They still <laughs> sacrifice the guy who loses <laughs> the sumo, sumo tournament. You didn't know no. that? No. It's, it's true, though, that spring is when outdoor sports begin. And in some ways, when spring comes, most people feel that the sunshine and the additional daylight gives them more energy and they want to do things. They want to be active instead of that sort of hibernation period that we have in winter. Well, I'm not a scientist, but I think that has to do with the fact that when you go outside, you don't freeze your bajubas off. <laughs> That's the reason. You don't have to, you know, it, it's just, I went out today and it was that first day of spring, the day when you say, I don't need a coat. I don't need a sweater. The temperature is, the spring is here. <laughs> it was that day today. Plus I had, you know, my, my, my doctor tell me that I've got another, uh, little lease on life. It was a beautiful day to walk out of the hospital, look at the big blue sky and say, spring is here. By the way, before I forget, I want to encourage everyone, a serious matter, get yourself tested. It's a good thing to do in the springtime or any time of year that uh, matter. Uh, you never know. It could make sure that you're here in three years from now. That's my uh, little public service announcement for Get yourself tested. Okay, let's get back to the show. Yes, no, good point. Uh, unfortunately, this is not a time when it's easy to get tested for certain things because of True. hospitals being full with other uh, problems, but it is certainly a valid thing to point out. Go see your doctor, especially if you're old like us. Well, now that the hospitals hopefully will be emptying out of the COVID patients and it's safe to go to the hospital again, and a lot of people have been putting off these things, haven't they, this yes. past year? Yeah. Even going to the dentist was a, a trauma. So uh, get yourself tested. Go ahead. Get yourself. Go see your dentist. Get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I cut my own hair. I've been cutting my own hair for 30 years. I just don't see the point of paying someone to cut my hair. Yours looks pretty much home brewed as well, doesn't it? Well, when you only got five hairs like us, it's not so exactly. hard. You know? Exactly. Snip, snip, you're done. So with spring, we can actually now start thinking about sitting zazen outside. And that's something yes. I really enjoy. In the garden, early morning, when it's just warm enough to sit outside, the birds are chirping, a little breeze, the smell of a couple of flowers. I find that, obviously, it's a different kind of zazen. But for me, I, I do this sort of trying to experience everything. And, and I find that a wonderful uh, thing to do. The best way to try to experience everything is to stop trying the experience of everything. Don't push it. I used to sit there. One time I, when I was a kid, I had my first uh, beautiful Zen experience. I was about 19 years old. And I said, I'm going to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, go and look at the sunrise. So I drove by car. I was in Florida. And I drove to the beach. And I caught the sunrise. And the sun came up. And I sat there going, now I'm going to experience the sunrise. Now I'm going to experience the sunrise. 
and now I, and, and pretty soon I'm, I'm, I'm saying, well, I don't feel like I'm experiencing the sunrise. So I said, I'm just going to stop and look. I experienced the sunrise. Yeah. So what I mean is the first time I did this was many, many years ago, and I was sitting on a balcony. And prior to that, noises would bother me when I was meditating or sitting. And then I just realized, except all those noises of the birds and the breezes. And yes. that was the, similar to what you're doing. So I, I just like to go outside and just let all those noises go through me rather than seeing them as an impediment. It's, it's part of that being time, isn't it? That continuous exactly. existence that once you accept it, then you are those sounds and breezes. Now, theoretically, you should be able to sit Zazen or live anywhere because we practice such equanimity that sitting Zazen in the central city or in a, in a trash dump or in a beautiful setting, theoretically is all the same. And I actually encourage people once in a while to go sit in a difficult place and practice that equanimity. But you know what? Most of the Zen masters knew that you don't build your temple in the middle of the busiest part of town. You build it out in the mountains with the rivers and the, and the trees and the, and the birds because it's good for the heart. We, we know that. So yes, sitting outside in nature, if you can do it, is, is just lovely. But when you sit there with nature, don't try to have an experience. Don't uh, just make, a, oh, I'm going to have a postcard experience now and put it in my diary and check it off the checkbox. I've had a, <laughs> a beautiful... No, just sit and let what happens, happen. Don't try to do anything. Yes, that is the secret of Zazen. Yes. Just let the sound and the smells and the breezes wash over you and yes. just keep going. But yes, yeah, so springtime has, has gotten to the point where I can do that sort of thing. I'm looking forward. It's not yet warm enough here. I'm looking forward to the first day when we can sit outside in the garden, like at lunchtime, a bottle of cider, um, a nice breeze, looking at the birds flitting around. We haven't yet gotten it, but it's true that that's a sort of a fulcrum point in the year. Um, when you get to that first day and you realize what's coming forward. But then, of course, you have to remember that what's coming, the spring and the summer, is impermanent because they'll be gone in six months and you'll be back in winter. So you have to appreciate it while it's there. I appreciate the winter when the winter comes. And I'm going to appreciate next spring where I'm going to make an effort to either be sitting on your back porch or you can come here. <laughs> How's that, Kurt? Okay. I don't know that next year we'll be ready yet in terms of people wanting to travel internationally and it being oh, safe. Oh, yes. You, you haven't even had your vaccine yet. No, no. We're way behind here in Japan. But uh, I, I, I promise you this. Uh, I actually saw a headline I couldn't believe. America has too much vaccine. There's a yeah. surplus. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I, 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 I guarantee you by the summer, by the fall... Uh, life will be springing back. I hope so. Uh, a lot of people are looking forward to it. I know that yeah. we're not yet there uh, here. Because remember, you're you're in Japan. You've had only a handful of cases. We've got, I think, 130,000 dead here in, in the UK, 550,000 in the US. How many have you had in Japan? I happen to have the number right here. I see 8,632 which you might say, oh, that's a few days in the UK during the peak of this. 
that's really nothing. Yeah. But we must remember that um, a single life is a single life. And even the survivors, there are people grieving, there are people still sick. So let us dedicate this spring to recovery. There is no greater sense of recovery than the springtime. And we will recover. And let us remember and mourn, too, these people. Um, but uh, hopefully those numbers will keep going down as the, the flowers come up. I have uh, a beautiful koan called Phuket's Remembers Springtime. What is the truth beyond talking? I remember the flowers and the birds in spring. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe in iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. Please give us a rating. Tell your friends. You can check out past episodes at our website, zen-of-everything.com, 